Hey, it is the NH Sports Page podcast, live from Dave Haley's living room. It's amazing my uh, how much my podcast equipment travels around the, this great state and broadcasting games, podcasting. You look like Willie Loman, yeah. The <laughs> death of a, of a podcast. Pre-suicide. <laughs> Pre-suicide. Didn't he run into a tree? I saw that play in Boston. I, I've never seen the play. If you like people screaming at each other live in a theater, it's a lot of fun. The most I've seen of it is when Kevin Klein is doing it in dinner theater at the beginning of Soap Dish. Remember that movie? <laughs> I do remember yeah. that movie. <laughs> it's an underrated movie. Robert Downey Jr. in that movie. Yes. And, uh, Before he became Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. The Iron Man was in Soap Dish. Think about that for a minute. So we're here. We're, we, uh, we're going to do this every week. Uh, it'll come out Wednesday morning. It'll be on the on the website on iTunes, which you figured this out if you're listening. So uh, I don't need to tell you how to f- listen to the thing you're already listening to. But uh, lots to talk about this week, Dave. I- Some breaking news earlier today. We're taping this on Tuesday evening. Yeah, and before I get to that, I want to say that this podcast is sponsored by our friends at uh, Adrenaline Fundraising. Yes, raising uh, money for programs all over. Brett Laflamme um, is it does a terrific job with that whole crew over there. We're really happy to be. Involved with them, some of the biggest uh, programs in the state, Exeter, Wyndham, and so forth. Not Windham, um, but we're going to be um, <laughs> doing some banners with the Adrenaline Fundraising team out at, at games. But um, we like to be associated with uh, you know people who are doing a lot of good things for these athletes and these programs, and that's absolutely what Adrenaline does. So nice to be involved with those guys. So I wanted to say that that's who will be uh, sponsoring this podcast tonight. And, absolutely. Uh, we're, we're excited about our affiliation with them. Indeed. But yeah, big news today. Yes, uh, yeah, you, you called and texted me. That's when I know something's happening. So yeah. When, sometimes you'll call, sometimes you'll text. When you do both, that's like the bat signal going out. Yeah, I mean, so so I, I've known about this news um, for, I don't even know, 10 days, almost two weeks, uh, that, that, that Doc Wheeler, um, he wasn't positive, but uh, what happened, the chain of events was sort of, um, Doc had... Uh, some health issues last year during the season. Yeah. Um, missed a game um, early on in the season against Keene. Uh, I think it was the season opener. Um, came back. They ended up winning the championship in one of these crazy runs. Yeah. I, it's hard to say Central shocked the world because it's Manchester Central, they, the, the New York Yankees. They of, led a charmed life they, in that playoff. In that they playoff quite run. easily could have lost to Keene in the first in the round. First round but they yeah. didn't get an off. Evan McDonald, my boy, got an offensive rebound in that first round game if he doesn't get it Keen's got a shot to win that game so Bedford same thing they had to go to overtime yep. it was a very good Bedford team yep. came and back in the fourth quarter against Winnicott down and then, big against Winnicott and then and a tenth of a second away from losing tenth of a, yeah <laughs> Bagelman so um I spoke uh, I texted with Doc um I, I don't know maybe 10 days ago and he had said we we were talking about having them in our jamboree and we're gonna as we'll mention at the end of this podcast once again, but we're gonna announce the matchups for our Coaches for a Cause, fourth annual Coaches for a Cause Jamboree, uh, with money from that event going to uh New Horizons uh food pantry and homeless shelter. Um something we this event is really, really turned into a just a marquee event for New Hampshire sports. So we're really excited about it. Moving into NHTI this year, I will say that the game's gonna be held on December tenth. Yeah. Um and we're excited about that. But I was talking to Doc about getting Central in it. And with all this going down, they're not in it. So there's your first spoiler. But um, he had said, you know, I'm not sure I'm coming back. And I need to talk to my assistants. So he and I had kind of been going back and forth over the last few days. I didn't say, you know, I didn't want to say anything because it wasn't time. So I didn't. Right. So I sat on it. Um, what it ultimately happened is he asked to take a one-year leave of absence. And I... For for reasons I don't know or at this moment don't understand, they wouldn't allow him to do that. I would think I would just think with Doc Willie, you'd let him do anything. He's an institution, right? 
Yeah, how many how many championships? Well, I mean, forget about championships. He's won a bunch of them over at Central. I think how he's long? won five. I think he's won five. How long has he been there? Since 2000? Or am I getting that wrong? Yeah, I, I, I don't have all that. You know, right. obviously, we started the site in 2007. He was there right. far before that. But, um, but he's just he's, – he's, he's one of those coaches that really is, uh, you know – when you think of a good coach, you think of the guy that knows his exes and knows yes, but that like kind of takes care of the kids he's he's coaching. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you if you want to sound ignorant, say you know he he only won because he had a lot of talent. Yeah. Because we've seen programs. I don't need to name them. Uh, I've seen basketball programs. I've seen football programs where the kids are undisciplined. They yeah. don't listen to the coach. They're rolling their eyes in the huddle. They're rolling their eyes on the bench. You know, they're they're doing their own thing. They're playing for themselves. They're not playing as a team. That's not central. Yeah, and those they work their butts off. And I've seen years where they don't have the most talent. Last year being probably one of them. And he does an amazing job. And, and I always was struck by one of the great things about the Jamboree is all the coaches that are there. And, you know, while you're doing your wrestling uh, introduction routine yes. on the sidelines, we're actually working – I just kind of, you know, go around talking to all my friends. And there's so many coaches from other divisions. I think Ed Tenney from Sunapee and I were sitting together, and he was just like, wow, look at the way those kids are just dialed into him yeah. when he's speaking to them in the huddle. And he's down on one knee in front of them. They are, like, just they're on him. And that's, um, you know, that I see that with Tim Goodridge. I see that with Tim Cronin. But, and so, but that's not an easy thing. So, he basically had wanted to take a one-year absence. He had a couple of people in mind that he wanted to fill in. I was told Tommy Dixon, yeah. our friend and my friend and yours, um, did not want to be the head coach for the interim year. Sure. Um, not sure. It's a big-time commitment. And um, for whatever reasons, that Tommy didn't want to do it. There were a couple of people in mind, and Doc said, if they don't take it, then it really falls out of my hands and I believe that's what happened. And for whatever reason, they're going to open the job up. Mm-hmm. And now the speculation becomes who's the next person in line. There's a lot of names that are being kind of thrown about um, over text with coaches today. But with Doc, he did leave the door open to me. He said, if I miss it a lot, yeah. I might want to come back. Not Maybe not Central. I right. mean, if some, they have a new coach, then he won't be able to. But Doc would be open, may, may be open to coming back again. For the right situation, yeah. I used to say um, – because I worked with you think Doc. You get an interview somewhere if he if he wanted a coaching job. You think they grant an interview? <laughs> oh my lord! They, I think they would just fire the person in there. And let him in. Not to but he. That's <laughs> not. So uh, he. Um, I used to say when I you know when I worked for Doc, um, the best part of my week was going down there to pick up some like on a Friday, and I would end up sitting in his office for fifty minutes or so yeah. talking. Not only basketball, but just like life and career. And he really was one of those guys who's interested in what you want to do and how you, you know, and he'll tell you what he, you know, your strength. He's just a very positive guy. And he's changed so many lives over there. And I know the things he's done behind the scenes that he wouldn't want me telling people to help these kids. Right. I just, I love, I I generally love the guy. And, um, you know, he's, 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 he's. He has a great. He loves his wife, and he's very happy. And they go to Florida, and I think he just said, "Hey, you know what? I, I put in my time, and I need a break." And you know, and he's he loves to travel, and he and Jan, his wife, love to yeah. you know take off, and you know, head to Vermont for a weekend or Florida or whatever. And I think he just said, you know, well, he had he had the health thing last year. He yeah, had, he had like a knee thing the year before he that. Did. Right? I, yeah. I I was visit him when he was in bed. Yeah, right, right before yeah. right before the season. Remember at the Jamboree, he couldn't exactly. walk. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a rough couple of years, and. uh 
you know that uh, when, when you hear the central jobs opened up, you immediately think, oh, that's a really you know that's a really marquee job. And, and to me, it's like, it's is it a really desirable job? Is the question because yes, you get all that talent, but there's a lot of headaches that come with oh, he, coaching at Manchester Central with that you don't notice because Doc does such a great job. That's such a, a credit to the job he's done. Oh, he had a team a couple yeah. years ago where it was this and that and that and this and this and that and. And I'll never forget, this was five or six years ago. I won't name the kid, of course, but we were talking. He said, and he was deadpan serious with me on the phone. He said, uh, yeah, you know, I got this kid. He's our backup point guard. I really like him a lot, but apparently he stole a car. So I got to see how that works out. And I just started laughing. And I told him, I said, I just got off the phone with Eric Saucier from Conan. And these are the same kind of conversations I'm having with him. What do you mean? He's Ricky Vaughn, a backup point guard. Yeah, so he, you know, he absolutely has. And I just know from um, guys like uh, the first one that comes to mind, Nate Stanton, younger coaches who really sit with Doc, and sure. he will kind of impart some of his wisdom if they want to hear it, and they they always want to hear it. And you know, um, it was really fun seeing him strike up a friendship with Jim Mulvey, yep. who's someone who I equal. that's another guy that I've been lucky enough to just sit in his office with him for 45 minutes talking hoop for an hour. I mean, I love it. And just to see those two become friends, you know, they had never met before we did that coaches show. Right. At kind of mutual admiration from afar. But anyway, I, I think the world of Doc, and I do, you know, selfishly, I, I hope he comes back because... Oh, absolutely, yeah. I miss Dave Keefe, too. You know, I mean, a lot of these guys that... Uh, Fitzy, you know, was always a lot of... I wasn't as close with Mike Fitzpatrick, but yeah. that's another name. That, so let's talk about some names that get thrown Yeah, out. all right. Who's taking that job? Who would you put in there? Well, I mean, I have if you're, no... Okay, you're the central AD. Who's on, who's your who's your short list, your top five? You know, you know who's my number one guy? Because I have a guy. That, the first guy I call, Miguel Gonzalez. Really? That's the first guy I call. Yeah. Okay. Who's doing a lot with rivals. Um, I think he would be perfect. And I think he's a terrific coach. Um, but I don't know if he's got the time. Sure, yeah. But Big commitment. My yeah. first phone call would be Miguel Gonzalez. Now, you've got alumni. Dave Keefe is a central alumni. I was going to say, Dave Keefe was helping out with NHGI last year. It's a year. different job than Trinity. I like, yeah, I don't know what he's doing this year. But. I don't mean better or worse. I'm just saying, like, with Trinity, you need to fundraise. Yeah. Central, you need to, as we talked about, there's a lot of things. <laughs> Um, Matt Lemieux is a, is a central grad. Yeah. You know, currently the Trinity coach. Um, you know, there's, uh, I think Tr- Troy Bowen who played, I believe in Southern New Hampshire. I think he was the JV coach last year at central. He'd be a very good candidate. Um, you probably want somebody who was a varsity coach before, but man, they got, that's, that's not a, that's not a, here's your first varsity coaching job, job. Yeah. I so, mean, in my opinion, <laughs> it's going to depend on who applies. I mean, that's the kind of job where you could see like, a former Southern New Hampshire assistant, you know, who, you know what I'm saying, who did, sure. couldn't travel anymore to recruit or couldn't do this or that, who would is a Manchester guy. It's going to be a Manchester guy, would be my guess. I was texting with a bunch of coaches from what was fun about it was from, I think, three or four different divisions today, uh, as far away as Landaff, New Hampshire. I was going to say, is our buddy Sam Natty going to put in for that job? And, you know, Sam was the one who said, <laughs> it's going to be a, it's gotta be a Manchester. Manchester's very... Yeah, your own, which I yeah, it's, its own universe. Yeah, and and, and well, it's very much um, what's the term that prevention parochial, parochial. Thank you. Yes, and so I I think that they'll have a lot of good options. I mean, I think of kids that just left there, like you know, like Mike Styes or Will Bayless, but I think they're doing great, doing other things. Tyler Roach, but I don't think that they'd really want to get into coaching. They're doing other things and being successful at it, but it'll be fun to watch. They're going to be down this year. 
Um, but it's central, so you always get maybe yeah. some six four kid moving in, and yeah, it just happens to show up. The Martin brothers showed up from Florida, two of my favorites. So, um, but you know, to kind of put a cap on it, you know, um, it doesn't shock me. But I think the you most would, surprising part of this is that they didn't give him the year. That's that's what surprises me. I don't yeah, understand why you don't give. Yeah, them we the had, we had, you had, we had been talking about this for a little while now. You had, you had brought it up, but yeah, I mean. I don't see why you don't let. I mean, I can see, I could kind of see both sides of it if it was a, you know, a garden variety coach, like uh, you know, if it had been a. I think Tim Goodrich took some. Uh, now this was before me, but I thought Tim Goodrich. I was told took a couple years because I think like his daughter was in high school or something playing, okay, yeah. and so and they they gave it to him. Um, I don't see Docs seems like an institution to me. I don't know. Let why me you ask you this, yeah. and I think, feel like I'm going to ask you a no brainer question. And I'm asking. Somebody, there's no way he's not going to give me only one certain answer. If Tim Cronin, um, you know, who's, who's, you know, came to Spalding and said, "I need a year off," yeah, wouldn't they give it to him in a heartbeat? Of course they would. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it's surprising. I would build a wing on my house for Tim Cronin if if he asked me to. Yeah, and I'm pretty. sure... <laughs> I'm actually I'm going to get started on construction. I don't even laugh at that because I know it's sort of true. I wouldn't build it. I'd make somebody else do it. But yeah, but that's it. Yeah. So that was the uh, that kind of moved the Richter scale today. Uh, you know, I know it's the middle of football season, but when a bomb like that drops, you got to talk about it. So yeah, there you and, go. And, and we're we are. Uh, I talked to Jen Chick today, and I think we're going to do something um, for Doc. Uh, something we may have coming up on the site. So I'm not okay. sure if I'll write a whole column about it. I you know was the first to tweet it out, and I put some details about it. Um, certainly could get some quotes from... I may do it down the line uh, because I know he's affected a lot of people in, in, in a great way, but um, I don't want to rush. That's one of those things I don't want to rush. I think right. I would like to do a bigger article on Doc. Um, I've been do- I'm not about getting there first with a story because it's more important that I... You know, my integrity of the coaches do and my, right, yeah. my relationship with them is more important than getting there. So, But um, I would like to take my time instead of rushing out a quick... You know, Doc Wheeler is this. He won this many games. I mean, the union leader will do that, and they'll do a fine job with it. I'd rather just do a longer, uh, more in-depth article down the road, and and sure. I I do want to do that. All right. Well, uh, so yeah, hopefully, best of luck to Doc, whatever he decides to do in the future. So, uh, kind of switching gears a little bit. Uh, it is the middle of football season. It's actually almost close to the middle. We had three weeks now. Three weeks in. D two, D three play eight games. Uh, D one plays nine. So we're a third of the way through the D1 season and almost halfway through the other two. I didn't plan it this way, but Pete Terrier and I cannot get any venom for you from our Powerball. Pete voted for two Division three teams in his top ten. <laughs> I know. I haven't looked, well, I'm not looking at his. I'm looking at the actual top ten. Break it down. Why don't you read it? <sighs> All right. I don't have any issues with the top of the, uh, the table here. Of course, it's going to be D1-centric because you Powerball voters all uh, love, you know, get together. Say, don't lump us all together. Off an I-93 exit, and you love, you know have a love fest. Uh, Bedford, number one. Don't have any issues there. They had five uh, first-place votes. Uh, there's six Powerball voters, by the way. Uh, Merrimack, number two, two and one. Uh, Exeter, number three at three. You know, they got a first-place vote. Uh, they're three points behind Merrimack. You can kind of interchange those two. I, I had them four and Salem three. Okay. Uh, let's wait. Are you at Exeter four and Salem three? Interesting. I did. Okay. Salem just beat Pinkerton. That was a good one. Okay. Uh, let's see. Gosstown, uh, defending champ, three and zero. They got a first place. I was really well. impressed with them, but we'll get to that. I saw them for the first time in person. They I, looked great. I guess there's seven voters now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I haven't seen Gosstown in person yet. Uh, Salem at number five at three and zero. The token spot for the Division Two team. We can't put them any higher than six. That Wind- feels right for Wyndham. <laughs> Wyndham at three and zero. Wyndham versus Salem. Who you got? 
Salem. You do? Okay. Oh, so did you hear that part of the radio show where Pete and I were talking about yeah. great Goffstown, John Stark, yeah. and Salem Wyndham on, on Thanksgiving Those Day? Would be fun. Who, who would not want to go see that? The problem is the 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 problem is the, it's it's three days after the championship. How about game. the Haley McIsaac Bowl? Guilford Spalding. Let's get it going. This would be the year to do it. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need somebody to get a win. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, somebody yeah, somebody get a win. That game. Oh, good, good grief. Uh then you get BG at number seven, they're three, you know. Uh, John Stack enters the top 10 at uh, number 8. They're 3-0. And here's where I start to have some issues. Pinkerton 1-2. and two. They are ranked number 9. They moved up a spot. They were 10th last week. Now they're number 9. You lose a game. Your second game of the year, you're under 500. You move up a spot. Timberlane was number 7. They dropped down to number no, 10. So not only has Pinkerton lost two games in a row, they've lost two games in a row at home. Yeah, and, and not by a little bit, right? No, I mean they lost to Goffstown and and Goffstown wanted to come behind, but Salem was mostly in control of that football game, um, and and I think they won by ten or twelve points. Josh Sabanda, by the way, the leading rusher. Now we did all the stats uh, up there. He's the leading rusher in uh, Division One out Salem. But um, my biggest issue is where's Spalding in the power pole? Come on, with that offense. Well, no, you're right. You, so you basically you've got <laughs> at nine and ten, you have two Division One teams that are one and two. So this is like somebody was begging you to rant about it, and they've yes out there. Just missing the cut. Uh, St. Thomas at three and zero. Interlakes Montmore three and zero. Monadnock at three and zero. I vote for Monadnock ten. I, yeah, I would put Monadnock ten. They're 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 dominating a division. Uh, they may be. They may be. I don't want to take anything away from Alex Mombor, who I think a lot of. Yeah. They may be two touchdowns, three touchdowns better than anybody in that division. Yeah, what I say in my in my top ten this week, uh, we're close to calling it the Bananock Invitational. Yeah, well, so those two are going to play each other, and we <laughs> right. we were right. I, I don't want to make promises we can't keep, but we are planning uh, Interlakes Mullenboro at Mananoc. We're planning to cover that. It's on our schedule, so we're okay. planning to cover that game. Uh, I talked to their coach Linwood Patnode, who's a just a fun guy to talk to. Yeah, and you know they got twelve kids back. We started last year, and they, as you, you were there, right? They gave St. Thomas. They, Pun- I mean, punched them right in the mouth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, kind it, of I mean, toughened them up for. I think. I, think I don't you, think. I, I don't think St. Thomas beats Wyndham if they don't go through that Manadnock game first. I think the comment you said to me was, I believe after the game, you said there was never any doubt St. Thomas was going to win, right. but it was not easy, yeah. and Manadnock battled them, and and that was a terrific St. Thomas team. Probably, if there's a team out there that I'm not giving enough love to, it is probably my my buddy. Eric Kumba and St. Thomas Saints, but and that because that was a good win over Sauhegan. I think they're good, and I think a lot of them. I just I'm kind of waiting. Their schedule gets a lot tougher. Yeah, and I'm kind of well, waiting for those games. Sauhegan was the first real test. Yeah, we're, we're going to have them at Wyndham, or at least I am on uh, MOSN. I think you're going to send the cameras out to that one too. Uh, Nashua North got a couple of uh, votes, and uh, Dover got a, a tenth place vote from somebody. You didn't sneak in there. No, they would. They barely let you in the Powerball. You think they'd ever let me? I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. ex- I wouldn't I'm, accept it if they offered. I'm them, in by there the way. just for a little while. You, you sold out. But my fun with it while so, I'm there. So, so Pinkerton and Timberlane, both one and two. This, I, I saw. So I saw Timberlane Saturday, and I've seen. I've seen both teams live, and I don't think they're bad teams. And let me say this about Pinkerton. Yeah. And I don't want to take the wrath of Pinkerton because, you know, I've got some good relationships over there. Brian O'Reilly will choke slam you through a table. Yeah, no, no, no. He, he <laughs> told me to do sprints. I would do it until it collapsed. <laughs> um, they were, they got outplayed in the second, third quarter by Concord, you know, and, yeah, and their you, defense you, bailed them out. You were saying that during the game. And, a great, yeah. and a great call by their punter to to throw a pass, a fake punt that got them a big first down. But Concord, you know, was the better team for, the, for, for most for, – I won't say most, but for at least half of that game. So it hasn't been easy. And, and, and Brian O'Reilly was very 
upfront about, look, we're a young team. I mean, yeah. you know, no one's going to cry for us and nobody should, but we're not what we were. I mean, he, right. you know, I listened to them. That's why I put them third. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know why they're in the power pole. And I don't know why Timberlane is either. Jake Post got banged up at the end of that golf sign game. I hope he's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was limping. He didn't play. At the end of that game. So both those teams have lost two straight. Uh, Timberland got handled by Gosstown, 35 And Timberland's only win, and I think Timberland's good, but Timberland's only win is over Manchester Memorial is 0-3, so I have no idea why you're sticking them in the power pole. Right. And they, I mean, they were down to Gosstown, I think it was at one point like 24 to nothing or something yeah. like that. Or, so I, I don't know why Timberland's in the power pole, but I'm not going to beat up on my fellow voters. Mostly because, oh, listen mostly, to you. Mostly because I don't even know who the fellow voters are. I don't even think I looked. You want to read through the list? Let's let's see if we can figure out who's not watching uh, games. Rogers on there because that used to be Marshalina. Our, our buddy Roger. We know Joe watches games. Uh, Nick Anastas, ESPN New Hampshire. Uh, Alex Hall, the union leader. Chris Duffy, the union leader. All okay. right. Hey, Chris is the guy. Who runs I think it. I think Joe puts his ballot out on his site. I have to go look, but um, and we know Pete puts his ballot, and you tweet your ballot out. I did. I had Manhattan Town, and I had John Stark in there. Um, so somebody's inflating. And Plymouth, I put Plymouth ninth. Okay. That's I can see that those are all defensive. Yeah, I don't. If, if your argument is well, would Pinkerton beat uh, Plymouth? Nah, on that's a not the way field? it goes. It's probably resume. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. if it's that way, then you're never gonna have Houston. Well, not this year, but you're never gonna have like Houston or, or other teams like that in the top twenty-five because you argue that the seventh best SET team. Yeah. Well, some SEC team who's four and four is not, does not deserve to be in there over a seven and one team. So, no, no, no. It doesn't work that way. Right. I mean, I had Bo in there a few years ago, but. I'll put it this way. If every team in the state lost two games, Wyndham loses two games, Salem, Exeter, Bedford, everybody, and Monadnock goes undefeated and wins the championship by 40, I'm not going to put Monadnock number one. I right. mean, they're never going to be number one. Right. I just broke hearts all over the area. All by the way, Misha over. Cook, a graduate of Monadnock High School. Ken, Ken, we got a good team this year. Ken, we should be fifth on the Powerball. <laughs> so uh, this is an impression only six of our friends got, but they're laughing. Um, so, I mean, that's the way I look at it. You know, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Bedford's the best team today, but they got to play Goffstown this weekend, so. Yeah, they could not be after uh, after this weekend. No, it's wide open. It's wide open. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's seven or eight teams. I- I'll tell you the team I'm most curious about right now is Exeter because I want to see how much of a wagon they are. Well, I'll tell you, yeah, so that uh, that opening night win over Dover is starting to look a little bit better. I mean, they beat uh, they beat up on my poor Spalding Red Raiders. Uh, they beat up on Keene. Uh, they have to go to Winnicott. Well, I think Winnicott's a better team than we saw Friday night. Winnicott will be ready to go. I, I bumped into a Winnicott parent at the grocery store. She was like, you know, what happened? And I said, I think Portsmouth overlooked Dover. And then I think Winnicott kind of overlooked Portsmouth. Sure. Now, don't losing not having Liam Viviano is a big loss. Because right. he's the kid who's going to guide the guard, uh, get the guy in the slot. He probably would have covered Sean Parham or even Christian Pete. So that's a big loss. But I think Winnicott... It will be like Super Bowl level uh, enthusiasm for that thing. That's a great. I remember Chris Petsy back in the day telling me, he's like, I'm telling you, Exeter, Winnicott's the best rivalry in the state. I don't know what the best rivalry in the state is. I'll say Colbrook, Groveton, but that's a huge game. And playing them at home, Exeter's going to get their best shot. It's not going to be a blowout. It's not a chance. And uh, I was talking to you because I. Speaking with uh, Carol, the AD over at uh, Winnicott, she's like, you know, we do all the Winnicott and Exeter games in one day that day. I'm like, you, I'm like, what? She's she like, faint at the end of it. Yeah. She's like, yeah, we do volleyball, we do soccer, yeah. we do football. She's like, I'd rather just get it all over with in one day because it's such a, you know, 
There's going to be so many. She's like, uh, I said, oh, well, I live in Rochester. I'm just going to park in my house. She's like, that's probably a good idea. So it's. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind I, of- I went to the one two, three years ago, four years ago. No, a couple of years ago, Igne Vizna was the quarterback for yep. Winnicott. Uh, Boucher was was a really good wide receiver for them. That game went right down the wire. I think it was like a missed extra like point. Like 35-34 yeah, or something. It was, yeah, and it was, it was at Bill Ball Stadium, and it was a mob scene over there. I bet, and yeah. thank God for the press pass because, I mean, it was like a line yep. of hundreds of people. You just go... Um, yeah, I'm important. So I really, I love seeing like that. You know, I always try to do Central Trinity in basketball. I've done that game most years. In football, that's a game you want to go to. But this is a big weekend. We're going to cover Pankerton, Londonderry on Friday night. You're going to uh, bring us the coverage, uh, not only on McIsaac on Sports, so they can listen live at other games, yeah. um, but we're going to have the video highlights of Winnicott and Exeter. So two straight sure. weeks we'll have Winnicott. And then um, we're actually going to go over to Bo, uh, Matt Corsetti, on Saturday and do Bo at home against Plymouth, which I think is going to be a That'll lot be a of fun. Yep. And Pete's desperately trying to get somebody to go do uh, Goffstown Bedford with him on Saturday night. We're going to try to do that game, but it, we, you know, he our videographers have got you know. He hasn't lives. seen a lot of Goffstown or Bedford games the past few years. Can I know he, that he loves that game though. <laughs> he does. He loves his Goffstown, uh, I, and so that'll be a terrific game, obviously. Let me. Uh, I know you're going to give D three some love in uh, in the Thursday thoughts this week. I think, but let me uh, let, let, let me tease that a little bit. I mentioned in my top 10 uh, this week, D3 North is looking like uh, only four teams make it out of each uh, each uh, sub-conference. Is I that thought, correct? Or yeah, is it? we should probably look that up because I thought like it's the top two and then it's open after that. That's how it's, more, if that's the way it is, it's going to be a very D3 North heavy playoff. Yeah, it's way better. There's some real good teams uh, up we'll there. will name them. Well, you got Interlakes, Boltonboro, and uh, uh, Monadnock, both 3-0. and Stevens. Stevens, yeah. 3-0. and We're we, Paul Silva on the show we, on Saturday. We can, we can kind of see that one coming a few years back when uh, Coach Silva was talking about his team. Stevens, by the way, plays Newport. That's a rivalry game, too, this yeah. weekend. Yep. So the uh, in a battle of cities where uh, I've wrestled that, and they thought it was real. So look, <laughs> Newport Opera House. Newport or? Opera House. I and, cannot uh, believe Newport has an opera house. Uh, I forgot where the hall is in uh, in Claremont, but we had a uh, there was a power outage there. We had to do the battle royal in the dark. Uh, have you ever been yelled at in a parking lot or something like that? People, yeah, thought. I had a guy accost me in the parking lot. Right, he was like, he didn't yell at you, he accosted you. No, he he said, I'll give you ten bucks for your uh, your headband, your wristbands, because I was like, I always wore like wristbands and a headband. I'm like. All right, it cost like I was going to say, bucks. if he asked you today, yeah, here yeah. you go. Three bucks. So then he, he grabbed him and tried to run away, and I was like, no, give me the money. And then like he was he was like trying to assault me, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to like. This is in Laconia, actually. I didn't want to. Oh, uh, well, now it makes sense. <laughs> I didn't want to like burn the town. I didn't want to get us thrown out of the hall. So I didn't hit the guy, but I called the security Some guy. Some guy was willing to. He started, charged with a crime over a sweaty headband? Yeah, he started mixing it up, and our security guy came over and just bla- it blasted him in the face. I was like, looking oh, for that, that steel chair. Yeah. So that Smash was the, over his head. That was the only in the parking lot incident. Had to kick a few guys out of the ring. I've never, ever been <laughs> I've never been disappointed by one of your wrestling stories. They always, <laughs> always pay off in the end. The yes. Littleton Opera House was the best. Oh, yes. I think Trevor Howard was shocked. I think he was <laughs> yeah. sort of ashamed. I'm, a, I'm probably a folk hero still in the Littleton Opera House. But uh, Dave, we'll talk about uh, D3. I think in your Thursday thoughts, you promised to this week, right? Was that yeah, correct? I'm going to try to do a deep dive tomorrow okay. um, and over the next few weeks. But uh, yeah, so next week, um, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, we're going to do uh, a podcast. We usually ramble into other things, but mostly sure. dedicated to our Coaches for a Cause Jamboree. Fourth annual at NHCI. The selection show. The selection show. Yes. 
<laughs> I can't wait to get yelled at by kids. The S, the SMH, shaking my head that on is, Twitter. That I guess. is that is traditionally our uh, unless we're talking about Rocky. That's our most listened to podcast. And we are selection show. Now we we have in the past done sixteen teams over two days. Yeah. This year we're just doing one day with twelve teams because of scheduling, and, and I can tell you exactly why. And you'll understand if you know yeah. me at all. This will make perfect sense to you, but. Um, we're going to do six games on Saturday at NHTI starting at noon. And yep. the last game will tip off at 730, so it'll be a long day. Friday night, the night before, we are going to do two Division Four openers, North-South matchups. So we're going to do Littleton defending champs at Epping. Yep. And Groveton at the now smooth last oh. PCA. So no big smooth, no big smoothies at Marshwood. In Maine, he'll be on like a seventh game of the year at that point because they start so early. <laughs> they do, yeah. They're done. Late. Yeah, they're, they're done before March starts. Smooth is like smooth. It used me for a lot of late night conversations. I think he's starting to understand. I said, when you lose to Wells this year, don't call me. I don't care. <laughs> so I think he's <laughs> yeah. understanding. He's, he's gonna have to go find somebody else. Wells had a kid that could rebound. Haley, Haley, do you know who's who's starting for Berwick? So uh, that, that, I'm gonna have to be uh, noble. He's going to have to find a main sportspage.com kind of guy. But uh, so we're going to do two Division Four games on that Friday night. So that's what. So instead of having a Division Four team in it, we're just going to cover two games that first night. And then your wrestling act. So you're going to be doing six consecutive games of announcing. Have you yeah. ever done that before? Uh, I. Six uh, PA announcing games? No. Was the greatest line still in your Jamboree, your three-year history of the Jamboree, when you said uh, when, B- when Bishop Brady was playing Bishop Curtin and they were battling for a loose ball, and you said one more bishop and they could elect a pope? Yes. Was that your line? I, th- I feel like it was. It's pretty good. I'm still quoting you. <laughs> Four years later, I'm still quoting you. No, no, no. It was, it was uh, 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 yeah, I think that was it. It was either that or Cardinal. I can't remember. Oh, Cardinal, yeah, whatever. Another whatever card. it was, it was good. <laughs> it was good. So we'll be uh, doing that next week, and what we'll do is a podcast, we'll announce it, and then I'll have a... Um, there's going to be a surprise in this tournament that I think people are going to be. I hope they're excited about it. I think they will be. All right. So, yeah, I can't wait for that. So the uh, the big selection show. I should get the selection show music from uh, from CBS. I don't know what that is, but I should look that up and that, that that'll be our theme. For if it's under week. ten bucks, I'll pay for it. I don't know. Listen, this way's, next week. Hey, hey, there's ways around that. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so yeah, that'll wrap it up for this week. We're uh, we're planning on doing this every uh, every Tuesday night, bringing it to you Wednesday morning. And thanks to the folks at uh, Adrenaline. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited to be on board with those guys. So always yeah. good. Absolutely. All right. So for uh, for Dave Haley and Allison Haley, who's hiding somewhere doing her homework, I think she's watching The Office on Netflix. I can't explain why my nine year old loves watching The Office. She loves it. And who does she think the funniest person alive is? Toy Troop. But then you're second. I'm second? She loves Dwight Troop. Well, I guess that's not a bad thing. Daddy's third, unfortunately. Well, you know. Find you. It's a good list to be behind, though, Dave. Dwight Troop to me. All right, so for the Haley family, I'm Justin McIsaac. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, and uh, make sure you check out the videos this weekend on nhsportspage.com.